Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. Here once again with my good friend, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Two-man show this week. Two-man power. <laughs> was that in 2000 or no? 2001. Ah, I was going to say, it really is like 2000 yeah. all over again. Nah, One more quite. time. Eck to fly, Eric Trembicki could not be here tonight. Our good friend C. Kane Joe Rodermill is away get, getting married. Congratulations to him. We look forward to having him back soon. The newly married Joe Rodermill. This week, not quite as eventful as last week. We had a little bit of a marathon, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we didn't have 10 hours of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we had <laughs> not the Raw after Mania, the Raw two weeks after Mania. Let's talk about the biggest story on the show with Dr. Phil, obviously. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just wanted to see how you'd react to that. I knew oh. you probably were even more annoyed about well, Dr. Well, he was Phil the, than I was. Well, he was involved in the hottest storyline, Golden Truth. That's true. He was. He, and he looked like he wanted no part of it. <laughs> Not exactly. He looked like he wanted less to do with it than gold dust. Yeah. Uh, but no, Shane McMahon, I think, being in power the second week in a row, we mentioned last week... He was involved, but you didn't really see him. You didn't see him making decisions. They just mentioned it a couple times. This week, he was very involved in the show. Had a lot of presence on the show. Is it me or is it weird that they had a match at WrestleMania where he could have won control for Monday Night Raw and he lost, and now he has had control of Monday Night Raw for two weeks? Well, we kind of said this was kind of going to happen. He's going to get control of it somewhere, somewhere or another. But it's like we said, like like Shane said, when he came back, this is this is it was a whole shoot, and they're actually doing it now. And like they said, dude, that was a high social media support. Yes, that Shane's going to run it again. Vince, Vince, so called liked it or whatever. Right. But this is what it was going to be. You know, Shane talked about new stars, this, the ratings up, and Vince's the idea of what we're thinking is Vince saying that, oh yeah, the ratings are up. I like these new stars. There's, there's people with Vince that wouldn't get time to. They're getting time and they're putting on five star matches on Monday Night Raw. Vince would Vince would never expect that from these people. So Shane's actually doing what he said he was gonna do and the and the product has been way better. So do you think then the story is Vince gave him a shot? And Vince didn't hate it. So he was like, okay, people liked it. Let's give you another shot. Do you think this is ultimately going to be where Vince gives him his blessing? Do you think ultimately Vince will take it back? Do you think this is going to be ongoing for a little while? What, how, how do you feel? I think it'll be ongoing for a while, and Vince just possibly gives him the gives him power raw, and you get Stephanie back. Like I said, I don't think you'll see Triple H for a little while because because he's trying trying to sell this this Roman Reigns match. But I think him and Ste- Shane and Stephanie, you'll see them interact for, for for Raw and SmackDown and control the company because, like I said, everything's been up since Shane's been there, and that was the whole point of it. The author- and the show's changed as well. The Authority at the same song and dance. When Shane there, everything's new. Everything's more exciting. I agree. So what, this is one of the things I wrote down. Shane was on screen a lot, but him being on screen wasn't about him getting in the way of anything. Him being on screen was him trying to give people opportunities, about him trying to make the show better for the fans. He came out and said at one point that, uh, you know, we're going to make a, a tag team tournament for the number one contendership. Uh, he said how much he enjoyed that Fatal 4-Way last week. He mentioned how much he liked seeing... Roman and Bray fighting together. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. I, I kind of dig it. We're gonna. We're gonna see that again later. Mm-hmm. It was more him kind of embracing that this show should be fun, 
and let's make it more fun for everybody. Another thing is, and I know Shane McMahon, I'm not, I'm not that much of a mark. I know Shane McMahon isn't really making all these yeah. decisions, but basically all of the hardcore quote-unquote fans, it's like they're doing what those fans have been asking for. Yeah. Which I find very weird because I thought WrestleMania was almost like a, a stone-cold salute to those people. <laughs> Everybody we wanted to win lost. Uh, you know, and then they come out that night after, and it's like they're, they're saying, okay, now we're going to give you. I don't know if they're doing it to see, like, hey, let's see if maybe it works. Yeah. Like, we've, we've lost enough ratings anyway. Let's see if it gets any better doing this. Or if maybe they just decided, let's try something different for a few weeks. So then Stephanie, Hunter, and Vince have a reason to try to take control back. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it start, it's, it's supposed to do that so, so you can start see something new. But I do believe Vince and Stephanie will be back. Vince, I think, is going to give his approval. But even last week when the Raw started, they said it's about new stars and building new champions and stuff like that. And these guys, these new guys, they're running the show. I hope this stays. I hope this continues to be a, a thing for a long term. But remember, we still we still have injuries out. But the guys are starting slowly to come back. You see Cesaro yeah. comes back. He's he's the number one contender for the Intercontinental. He's already in better place. Yeah, he's already in better, than better he better was place. before he got exactly. hurt. Exactly. <laughs> the only problem is like when Randy Orton comes back. I'm not so pressed about Randy Orton because I know he'll put people over mm-hmm. and, and he kind of knows his spot. A lot of times he's. Well, since he's lost the world title, that was about two years ago, yeah. he's been in flux ever since. Right. It, the only problem is, is when this guy gets back. <laughs> There's no what, telling. What do do? There's no telling what's going to happen. There well, will, shovels will be sold out everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like a northeastern snowstorm. Yeah. You won't be able to find a shovel anywhere when he comes back. Cena and John's construction. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to mention about this is how great was the Shane Kevin Owens that was, that was showdowns that was throughout great. the evening. That was great. He put Kevin Owens in his place. I loved it because <laughs> nobody really does. Yeah. Like Stephanie will a little bit, but they'll kind of let him say his stuff and think he's yeah, yeah, in charge. Yeah, cuz Kevin yeah, cuz thing what Kevin Owens is, he as as a heel, he he he's going to uh, um listen to Triple H and Stephanie. And with Stephanie being the main authority figure, he's going to always suck up to Stephanie and be like, okay, okay, okay. Tell Hunter I said hi. Yeah, tell Hunter I said hi. <laughs> but the thing, the thing with Shane is, he's, he's like, who are you? I didn't see the boys' kid at all, but who are you? You're never here. So he thinks he could just walk over Shane, man, and Shane wasn't having it. He just, mm-hmm. Shane just destroyed Kevin Owens. Last Loved time. it. Yeah, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be threatened and to make sure that what happened last week doesn't happen again. And have you escorted from the building? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. And it's it is good. As much as we love Owens, seeing that character kind of get get it come back to him. Yeah, it, is, it, it, it really happens. I mean, him walking out with those security guards was hysterical <laughs> to me. Like just kind of like head head buried in the sand. <laughs> I love it. Anybody that cocky and arrogant when they do finally get put in their place, it's always fun. Kind of the next biggest story, we have Roman and AJ, Roman the champion. I assume still a face. I don't know. He's kind of a tweener, I guess. Mm -hmm. AJ Styles, the new number one contender. Shane puts a match out there with Sami Zayn getting his chance back that he lost last week to get put in a triple threat match at payback. AJ against Sami Zayn. First time we've seen them in a WWE ring face off against each other. I know you were excited about that. Oh, yeah. 
They live up to your expectations. That was a low key match of the year. <laughs> and that match was awesome. It was it was everything. It was everything that Shane Shane said he was going to bring if he ever got Troll Raw. These new these new up and coming stars and they put on a show. Shane even gave them their props after the match. He's saying that's what Raw is about: making new stars. Gave them gave them both handshakes after the match. But that match was amazing. Everything I wanted to see. <laughs> I didn't think it was Raw for for a second. I thought it was a pay per view. <laughs> Like, oh, wait, is there a Monday paper? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him to actually do that one day. No, but no, I wouldn't either. It was that was an amazing match. No, you're it's a great point that you brought up about Shane commenting to them afterwards. Because it was what he was talking about in the first place. Now you're seeing him follow through on what he said he was going to do. And I also just love that moment between AJ and Sammy. Like two guys that respect each other. They know how good the other guy is. Sammy obviously disappointed. But still happy that a- for AJ that he's in the position he's in. I still don't have much faith that he has any real chance of beating Roman. But I think he was introduced in the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. head-to-head with Roman Reigns. First, first thing he ever did in a WWE ring was face off with Roman Reigns. And now we're kind of about to get that payoff only a few months later. I thought AJ was light years away from... Uh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't expect him to get get there this fast. And then he loses at Mania. We were all pissed about it. And then boom, he's the number one contender the next night. But back to that um the match with mm-hmm. Sami Zayn and AJ, the false finishes. Awesome. Like when Sammy hit that blue thunder bomb, the, the, the spin he got on that it blue thunder bomb, it was a great spin. <laughs> and the referee hanging that hanging it on the, yeah. on the, on the um, hand four hit three, it was amazing. I was like, oh my god, Sammy almost got, got it, almost got it done. Even him going to, go, reaching ropes with the cat with the calf crusher. But one thing I loved about that match and what they've been doing AJ Styles is AJ didn't want with the he didn't want the Styles clash. He didn't want with the calf crusher. He went with the phenomenal forearm. And what they're doing is they're showing that AJ Styles. Even though they're say signature moves, he can win win with either move. That's right. one thing that they don't do with any superstars. Like how many times we see false finishes with with um super kicks and famous by Ziggler, and it's always a two count. Yeah, you always never know. Yeah, there's certain moves that never finish a match. Yeah, but with AJ, and all his why moves, would that false finish? Why would you suspend your disbelief for that false finish, knowing it's never finished a match? Yeah, and and now we know that AJ can get you with the phenomenal forearm, the calf crusher, or the Styles clash. I also like that it didn't take multiple finishers. Yeah. Because that, that was actually one of my concerns with them. I, WWE has tended to get inspiration from the indies. I mean, a lot of the guys they have now have come from the indies. All their matches require two, three finishers to end a match like the indies. And I hate that because at, at a certain point, how what is going to take to end a match? Like You're going to need to shoot a guy or you're going to need a chainsaw. To end the match yeah. at a certain point. I like that that match was, he hit the forearm, that was it. It didn't take two, it didn't take a forearm and a Styles Clash, it was just a forearm. I didn't oh. think he was going to get the three. Because I'm expecting the finisher, but when he hit the forearm, they count three. Like, oh wow, so they're actually establishing AJ can beat you three different ways. Another thing, and I don't know if you picked up on this either, because I know you hate commentary probably more than me. <laughs> They're doing a lot better job of putting these guys over. Yeah, they they're are. not. A lot of what JBL does, and these guys, it'll be JBL just disparaging everybody who's not a heel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's actually giving credit to these guys for being as good as they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, both baby faces, both crowd favorites, and he was putting over both guys, which I think goes a long way. And I kind of like uh, a friend of ours who shall remain nameless for now. <laughs> 
talks a lot about how Vince doesn't think faces and heels matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And they may be kind of showing us that with the way these last two Raws have gone, where it hasn't necessarily been a, a baby face against a heel. It's kind of two guys who are in a high spot face each other. It doesn't matter if you're supposed to like them or not. Huh. But that match was awesome. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> I thought Roman had two-thirds of a good promo. And then I felt like the wheels fell off when the League of Nations came out. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the fact that he didn't play song, play a bunch of games with the League of Nations like he would do any other time. Right. That's I, I was okay with that. Well, my thing was, come on, guys. Like, I understand that's going to be his thing now. Mm-hmm. But it's like the come on, guy. I didn't. I didn't like that. No, he, I mean he walked out, not smiling. Mm-hmm. I think even JBL said he's got to smile a little bit or something like that. He even made mention to the fact that he wasn't smiling. He came straight out, <laughs> straight out, and said that you know the whole thing. I'm not a not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. He told AJ on SmackDown last week that you've never beaten me and you never will, which I love. Just mm-hmm. again, not goofing around, not smiling. Just you've never beat me. You never will. Serious as a heart attack. Mm-hmm. He was like that. Then the League of Nations comes out and he's got he's kind of giggling and trying to be like funny. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, I'm, oh, you guys should all come down and get your asses whooped. And something about the word whooped, I don't know why. It just it's something about it is very corny to me. <laughs> I thought Every, you said get your ass, kick, get your asses kicked. That's he, what he said whooped, and I was, and I was like, uh, there was something else he said. To I think it was he said it to Rusev, like you're. Oh, the, well, well, Rusev said, I looked better than you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rusev was great. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Roman needs to stick to the all business and not trying to get a laugh at all ever. Well, in that situation, Rusev he kind of Rusev kind of went after him and kind of get a laugh out of him. It may, it kind of made Roman laugh, so it was okay for Roman to retaliate with some kind of humor. All right, I'll take that point. You you swayed me on that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he just if he just started if he just he the one initiated the humor, then that's different. But Rusev was like, I look better than you. So <laughs> he has to t- retaliate. That's what he said. He said he said I'm the real face. Of the WWE. He said, no, you just proved to everybody that you're the ass of the WWE. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, don't don't try to be goofy because that's a little too Cena. I don't have a dollar. I'll, I'll throw it in next week. <laughs> a little too Cena-esque for me. I'll throw $2 uh-huh. in next week. But we also, like we said, Sami Zayn loses, but Roman gets booked in the main event with Bray Wyatt. I thought it was interesting that the Wyatts came out, took out the League of Nations, left Roman alone, Shane said, I kind of dig this. Mm-hmm. We're going to see it again later. Bray gets, is getting cheered. I thought it was a really fun match, and I hate the League of Nations. Yeah, it was a fun, It was a great match. Fun match, too. I enjoyed myself. How do you feel about Bray being put in a role where they're not openly trying to make him a heel? Well, I've been saying this for months. The, the, the wire fan wasn't going anywhere. Turn him face. The people want to cheer him. And I enjoy Ray Wise as a face in that tag match because the crowd was anticipating him. They want him the whole match. Roman If Roman just walked, took a step, they booed him yeah. out that building. <laughs> you thought he was, you thought, you would have thought it was Philly. Yeah. Because anything he did, they booed him. <laughs> How great was the start of the match when Bray held open the ropes for Roman <laughs> to great. go walk on the outside so he could start the match? Yeah. And that was another change for Bray. Usually Bray is always the one waiting his turn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put one of my guys out there, and then I'll clean up the mess at the end. I'll pick the bones after, you know, you ate the carcass. He wanted to be out there first, 
take it right to Sheamus. I thought that was a good change for him. They may be about to book him a little more strong. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have the family out there with him to start. Yeah, which 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 I, which I was I was shocked with because they got they were involved early in the night. But I love the the dynamic of Bray Wyatt as a babyface in that tag match because it's new seeing him get hot tagged. And I said, I don't think Bray Wyatt is that great in the ring. He's real unorthodox, but but that stop the things that he does, his little moves, and comeback. It worked in that situation mm-hmm. for a hot tag. Yeah, when he holds onto the corner and leans yeah. back, tapping his foot. Yeah. I mean, the crowd was going nuts when he did that last night. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it fit it fit him perfectly in that situation. So hopefully, right, hopefully with with his face turning, it puts him in a better situation to be booked because it gives you a whole new set of matches now with him as a face. Now, do you look at it as he officially has made a face turn, or do you think it remains to be seen for a little while? Oh, it's officially a face turn because even the promo before the match, he was like, "You could trust me, Roman. You could trust me. This and that. Me and you will never be friends, and this and that." But. Bray, even last week when they attacked the League of Nations, Bray Wyatt got cheered. But every, no matter what, people want to cheer Bray Wyatt. They're invested in the character. People want to cheer him. So this leads me to a more general point. Do you think somewhere along the line, WWE got the message and said, we may need to change how we program this show? And maybe took some notes and changed things? Do you think maybe they planned all along post-mania? We'll start to fix all. You'll see us fix all this stuff, or do you think they just just kind of fell haphazardly into their lap? Um. Well, the way I see WrestleMania is like like the is like the end of the is like the it's like the, it's like the NBA Finals. It's their Super Bowl. So after that, it's a whole new season. The night after Raw. So you think this was planned? Yeah, pa- yeah. That we're pa- going to change how we put on this show. Yeah, because the like I said, even last week when Raw started, they went directly to con- to commentary table said Raw is about making new stars and this and that. And for the, I know it's only been two weeks, but we've seen that for the most part. We've seen the people that we while we complain about we complain about being misused like Natty, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles. We, we're seeing them put in prime positions to succeed. Yeah. And give and given the time to do things on TV. And if this was prime, we wouldn't even see them. True. Yeah, I think it feels the fact that it's been two weeks in a row. It makes me feel like this has to be a deliberate change. And hopefully, my hope is that over the next three weeks. Ratings don't drop or whatever, and then they'll say, "See, we we tried. You guys were all wrong." Hopefully, it actually starts to help take off, because when you when you love Raw, there's probably some people you know who like it a little bit, who are going to be more interested to watch when you love it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with me. I know people who, if I love what's happening, I'm really excited about it. There's some friends I have who don't watch it often who will tune in. And if I'm just like, oh, yeah, it sucked again, they'll have no interest in watching. Mm -hmm. So I think if they can energize their most ardent fans, it may lead to a wider spread enjoyment of what they're doing. I guess we'll see. But we brought up Kevin Owens getting kicked out. He had a match against Cesaro last night for the right to fight for his Intercontinental Championship, (laughs) which I love that he still calls it his. Another awesome match. Not quite the caliber of AJ and Sammy. But they, I believe they gave Cesaro and Kevin Owens over 15 minutes yeah. to open the show last night. You Did you like that match yeah. as well? I, I didn't have a problem. Most of these Raw matches were excellent. I didn't have any problem. Mo- majority of them. That Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens-Cesaro was a, is all, is a class like always. Like, Cesaro, like um, Owens is going after the shoulder the whole time. Cesaro, mm-hmm. that spinning European uppercut, 
of awesome. Springboard was amazing. Mm -hmm. I had no problem with this match. I liked that he sold the shoulder when he couldn't do yeah, the, uh, the, the spin. Uh -huh. I, I thought it was a great match. I thought it put... I hated to see Owens lose clean, but we've all been talking about Cesaro needs to be booked better, and I don't think you could ask for much more than him getting a 1-2-3 a on yeah. Owens. Now he'll be facing The Miz at the next pay-per-view for Kevin Owens' Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. Do you think Cesaro ends up holding holding a belt? Or do you think they want to let Miz get a heel run with it for a little while? I think Miz will hold on to it. I'm hoping not. I I, I think that they might have decided, let's give Cesaro a chance. Well, if they want to keep this this whole, we're going to give the fans what they want thing, no. <laughs> we'll see. That's it. Two weeks is a long time from now. It is. You're right. <laughs> That's a long time from now. They might go back on, on, on some stuff. But if that's what they're trying to do, then I can see that happen. Well, one of my favorite things that happened during this match was when Kevin Owens picked up JBL's hat and gave it back to him. He said, sorry, John, I lost my head. And I don't know if you saw this clip this morning. I saw it on Twitter. That I guess it was during the commercial, or maybe I just missed it because there, there was a point I wasn't paying complete attention. But he put the hat on and gave him the clothesline from hell on the outside of the ring. I didn't see that. Okay, so it must not it must have happened during commercial. Gave him a clothesline from hell outside the ring and then threw the hat. <laughs> so that must have been how the hat ended up over there in the first place. But just the fact that he like does those little things. Uh -huh. I know we talk about it all the time. But he really is like a wrestling genius. Yeah. <laughs> all these little detail. things that nobody else would ever think to do. He does all of them. The things the writers should be thinking of doing and uh -huh. they don't. He thinks of I, he's a guy that I think, when he's done his in-ring career, should have a very, very high place in WWE yeah. doing something. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because I don't think there's anybody who, even Triple H, who I know loves the business more than anybody else, I don't even know if he has the mind for it that Kevin Owens does. I need him and Corey Graves on commentary. <laughs> oh, that would be great. He would be a great commentator, he too. He would be awesome. Uh, the Miz, did you like that little bit? With him and Maurice backstage? Uh, not really. I didn't either. I thought it was a little bit funny that he spit out the domestic bottled water at the end. <laughs> and how do you feel about the Cesaro CIA character? <laughs> the, that state, he seems the, the Jason State. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he looks like. With he's, a pull-off suit. And he's, it seems, isn't he even wearing an earpiece? Yeah, the, um, the Beats. The beats yeah, okay. The, the Beats headset in his ear. How do you feel about that that whole look? Yeah, it's not. And then he, he he strips before he comes to the I ring. I don't like that. Me neither. I don't like that. The suit thing is him, but I just don't like the fact that he strips. Would you have liked it more had The Rock not done it at WrestleMania? That's the one I liked. Okay. I was just curious about that because okay. I know we thought it was weird mm -hmm. that Rock did it the one night and then Cesaro did the same thing the next night. Dean Ambrose and Y2J. This is the first time we're mentioning Y2J, not with AJ Styles, this whole show. Almost, yeah, since we started this show. So, a new, fresh feud for Jericho. A bigger heel than ever. Mm -hmm. That grin on his face walking through the back last night. <laughs> Does a highlight reel. He's his own guest. Yeah. I caught, I caught that, too. What, that he was going to be yeah. his own guest? Yeah, they say he is the biggest um, guest in highlight reel history. That's probably himself. <laughs> well, that was a good call by you. I was, I was wondering. I thought it could be. But I was like, well, maybe they did get somebody. I was like, maybe it'll be a good surprise. But I, I thought it was perfect 
the way it played out. Dean comes out and interrupts him, holding his own potted plant. <laughs> now, what I wanted to ask you, because I'm pretty sure I remember this, right? Wasn't it Dean who gave him the potted plant in the first place? For the show? I don't remember. Dean and Roman, one of them gave one of them gave him the potted plant, one of them gave him the stool, because he said there had been some cutbacks <laughs> to it, so he didn't have as much of a set as he used to. So I'm pretty sure Dean gave him that potted plant. I love that they argued over the potted plant when <laughs> Dean picked it up, uh-huh. and he said, don't you touch my potted plant. <laughs> I love that he was very possessive of it. Dean shows up with a memo. Oh, from no. Shane McMahon, great. which turned out to be a California speeding ticket. <laughs> then the real memo said the highlight reel had been canceled. And the did it Ambro- have a hole in it? It did have a hole in it. <laughs> Just Jericho's reaction to holding it up with a hole right in the middle. And then being so mad that the, his show has been canceled. The Ambrose Asylum is taking its with place. The, yeah, he had the oak tag. Yes. And Chris Jericho is my first guest. And can you tell us what's up with the scarf, dude? <laughs> this is seven hundred dollars. <laughs> he goes through all this, <clears throat> all this stuff. Jerick or uh, Dean says, "So you're not going to tell us what's up with the scarf?" <laughs> he tells him, "I'm going to bury you," which I thought was an interesting choice of words for Jericho to use uh-huh. after he beat AJ Styles at WrestleMania. I think this feud. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know if it's going to be multiple. Pay-per-views. I don't know if it's going to be just the one pay-per-view match. I think this has the potential to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it does. But one thing I love, I love when Ambrose put on his clip-on tie. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> He put on a clip-on tie. <laughs> Didn't he ask him if it was on straight? Yeah, it was on straight, and they gave him dirty deeds, and the tie fell off, and he made sure he picked it up and put it back on. Oh, man. It was so good. See, so this was this is one of my problems, is that they, they built Dean up so well leading up to WrestleMania. And then they killed him at WrestleMania. He wasn't at Raw the next night. He has, you know, a kind of a meaningless match against Tyler Breeze on SmackDown. Last night, he got to be Dean Ambrose again. And I think Jericho being heel Jericho, Ambrose being who we know who he is, is going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great feud on the microphone. They're going to be able to build this up without really ever touching it. They don't even have to touch each other yeah. again. Until they have a match. But I think this could help Ambrose kind of make up for whatever damage may have been done. Not that the people who love Ambrose have turned on him or anything. But I think they had a chance to kind of bring him up to a really a new level. And they just decided to say, ah, oh, no, we'll leave you here. He was probably in a little worse. We said it, even if he loses at Mania, he's going to be in a better place than when the match started. And mm-hmm. he wasn't. He was probably in a little bit of a worse place. So him and Jericho, I think... Is going to be a lot of fun. The Ambrose Asylum, I read something today. I know you're not a big fan of the uh, the dirt sheets. <laughs> but there's some, there's a poll, I guess, on the website saying, asking people who they want the next guest on the Ambrose Asylum to be. Uh-huh. So do we think maybe the Ambrose Asylum pops up again? <laughs> oh, yeah, no and doubt. So, so we think this will be oh, yeah, a this running will, thing. This will be a thing. Okay, I thought it was going to be just even, the last even, night even before, to, Even when leading up to the match, this is going to be a thing. Okay, good. Do you also... I didn't have this written down. This just kind of came to my mind right now. Roman, I don't remember if it was on Raw, SmackDown, or this past Raw. He basically said, I have this title. Everybody's coming for it. It's one versus all. We haven't seen Roman and Dean together. That's good. 
That's good. That it is good. Again, but again, do you think this is a conscious decision? Yeah. Let's split them up. And you think that this is for a while now we're going to see this? Yeah, because like like I said last week about WrestleMania, everything we don't like them to do with Roman, they uh-huh. didn't do. Yeah. And they, and they keep doing that. Don't put him anywhere near the Usos because that'll just get him booed even more. Yeah, it will. And keep him far away from Dean because people want to see Dean as world champion instead of him. So don't put him anywhere near Dean Ambrose because... I don't think AJ Styles will win. I think this AJ and Roman thing is a one pay per view thing. We'll get to we'll get to what I think is gonna happen later, and then after that it's gonna probably be Dean and Roman until Seth gets back. So you think that's ultimately where it's going? Is those two will will butt heads? Oh yeah, because Dean Ambrose is still like losing to Brock Lesnar. He didn't lose in a fashion I would like him to lose, but it's still Brock Lesnar. And this this Jericho thing, I think I think it's one one pay per view thing too. It'll Jericho's not a level on the level of Lesnar, but it'll build him back up a little bit. Yeah, it'll be a good it'll be a good match to win. Like I said, it's a good guy for him to go toe to toe with verbally. Yeah, because that was one of the things that was really lacking for Ambrose for the longest time was he's a great talker and they never let him talk and. I know they didn't put as much of an emphasis on promos last night. It was more about wrestling. But they've kind of told us, based on how much promo time people get, that if you're not talking, you're not important. Like Roman Reigns, we've all said he's not a good talker. But because he's their most important guy, they always have him talking. So when Dean doesn't get to talk, kind of pushes him down a little bit. So I think we're going to see a lot of Dean talking, being funny, being crazy, doing nonsensical stuff. Like, we may not see the wagon again. Mm-hmm. We may not even see the clip on Where Ty Where is the again. wagon? I don't know. I'm still <laughs> I'm still waiting for it. Maybe if they have a rematch, maybe they'll get to do a real no-holds-barred street fight at next know. year's I WrestleMania. I don't is. know. <laughs> Tag division. We had the start of the number one contenders tournament. Shane McMahon announced it. The New Day came out and kind of presented it to everybody that... The tag team division is hot. Everybody's coming for our title. You guys get to fight to see who the next team to have a shot is. We had the Vaude Villains debut on SmackDown last week. I don't know if you saw or not. I didn't watch. Okay, I thought they looked pretty good. I mean, I like the Vaude Villains. I don't know how much upside they have, mm-hmm. but they're a good tag team. I think they're fun to watch, and we've been saying all along, like, we need new tag teams in this division because it can't just be... You know, the New Day, the Usos, and the Dudleys forever. Yeah. We had the Dudleys beat the Lucha Dragons. Oh, which was so... Bubba. Oh, my God. He's so good. Yes, he is great. <laughs> this also led to Enzo and Cass coming out and throwing down the gauntlet once again. We got their whole certified G, bona fide stud. No Carmella. Seven foot tall, you can't teach that. Yes, no Carmella, which is still disappointing. Bubba and Devon actually stood up to them a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. Did you love that Enzo called Devon Devin? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> I loved it. Enzo's so good. And Devon had the gall to tell them that the only reason you even exist is because of Bubba and I. To which Enzo repeated, "I could." He said, "He said." At least I mean, my, my mom and my pops was knocking boots or something. Yeah, he said, he said, I exist because my mom and dad got along. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. So subtle, just kind of thrown in there. See, I don't know if it was off the cuff or not, but it was hysterical. Those guys are great. I think they're off. They haven't done anything yet, but they're already off to a great start on mm-hmm. the main roster. We also had the Usos 
over Slater and Axel. And why I'm wearing this shirt, possibly why you're wearing that shirt, I don't <laughs> I didn't know. think about it that way. <laughs> Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the Bullet Club, has finally arrived. Mm-hmm. Did you like their introduction to the WWE Universe? It could have been better, but nothing gets better than taking out the Usos. <laughs> well, that's one way to definitely get people excited about them. Yeah. Because there's nobody people care about less than the Usos. Than the Usos. <laughs> so I thought, it, I thought it was a good start. I think there's probably a section of the fan base that has no idea who they are yeah, or but what they in, represent. In LA they did, because they were chanting Bullet Club. Right. Uh, and I do think it was good that announced the announced team actually said who they were yeah so people watching at home are like oh, okay maybe they looked them up mm-hmm. who knows even jbl three-time iwgp tag team champion yes do you think that this leads to finn balor on the main roster or do you think this is just the two of them for a while i think it'll be because i don't know if you saw finn balor he sent out a tweet about something about it will begin at payback or or payback. Mm, I did not payback. see that. I'll look for it throughout the show, but I didn't. I, didn't, I made, AJ's in the main event. <clears throat> AJ was leader of the Bullet Club. Finn Balor was leader of the Bullet Club first. Maybe they cost him the title. So you think then that they will be a three man faction that feuds with AJ Styles going forward? Possibly because Finn Balor he's at the be he on WWE, and it will it will kind of will make sense because they all they all that whole group. But AJ's been told he's been from Japan. The Bullet Club's from Japan. Anderson and Gals have said they're from Japan, too. So they're probably going to connect them. I'm sure they'll interact together before Payback, too. So you mentioned Twitter, and actually AJ said something on Twitter. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. Someone asked him, who was the better Bullet Club leader, you or Finn Balor? And AJ's response was, I was never their leader. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe that's like a small tease. He's um, he's saying I, I was never the leader of that club. Mm. I don't know because he clearly was. I yeah. don't know why he would say he yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I don't know why he would say that either. So I don't know if that's maybe like another hint being dropped. But I think that would be a cool storyline if they did it that way. Mm-hmm. So you think we see that before payback? Possibly, but I do think they'll, they'll screw. Up. I'll see. I, I know you'll see them interact with AJ before payback. No doubt. We have the tag team tournament continues on SmackDown. Enzo and Cass, I believe, against the Ascension. Yep. And who is it? The Vaude Villains against who? Um, I forgot who it was. I'd assume the Vaude Villains are going to win. Yeah. Whoever it is. I forgot who and it was. I assume Enzo and Cass are obviously going to win because the Ascension don't beat anybody. Yeah, but I don't even know who's going to win this tournament. Neither do I. I think I'm pretty sure though. Enzo and Cass are gonna face the Dudleys in the next round. Yeah, because yeah, because I thought they would have those two go for so the So who finals. do you think wins that? Do you think the Dudleys put them over right out of the gate? I would think so. I wouldn't see why not. But I, 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 it's either gonna be the, the Vaude Villains or um, Enzo and Cass winning. Did you hear Enzo and Cass by any chance on the Stone Cold yes, podcast? How great! It was great. And there, there's a part two. Oh, there is. Yeah, there's oh, the, nice. one was on um, the Unleash, and now they have a one on the, on the clean version. Oh, cool! I'm yeah, looking I've, forward I've, to I've listening to it. Yet. They're so great. I love how much Austin enjoys enjoys them. Yeah, he loves Enzo. <laughs> he loves Enzo. <laughs> yeah, he's been talking about that. You can't teach that gimmick. How much he loved it. He's been talking about that for weeks. Yeah, and I love how Enzo just admits to everything. He's he's so honest. He's like, yeah. look, I take shortcuts in, in everything <laughs> in life. He even admit he knows he's not that good in the ring. Yeah, but I can talk. 
Four matches in, he got on TV. The thing about being good in the ring, though, is while he said that, and I know what he means, he's not an impressive performer per se. He's not Sami Zayn in the ring. No. But he was mentioning when he's getting heat and building to the hot tag. Yeah, they, they took a lot of tag team runs. I won't put I won't put out any offense. I'm not going to do anything to take anything away from the hot tag. I want everything to build to that. Yeah. To me, that's being a really good worker. Yeah, it is. So he might think he's not a great worker, but that is a big part of tag team wrestling, is you build as much as you can to that hot tag. And then, of course, Big Cass is always a lot of fun when he finally gets in Oh, there. yeah, he is. <laughs> so next item, we had the women. Dr. Phil injected himself in that, <laughs> telling Charlotte she's cheating too much like her dad. She's better than that. She should be someone more that girls can look up to and all this stuff. I thought it was kind of annoying. And then he did, I don't even want to say it, because, but he wooed in Ric Flair's face, which I hated. <laughs> I hate when he had those special Dr. Like Phil, that. you have no that. business doing that to Ric Flair. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should. And I, I'm ashamed of you for doing it. And honestly, I'm ashamed of WWE for even having you there. No reason to have Dr. Phil there. I found that Finn Balor tweet. Did you? Okay. Yeah. He says, I have this feeling, almost like an urge, an urge for payback. Hashtag hmm. Bulletproof Bullet Club, hashtag Ballot Club. Interesting. Yeah. So, and he's been teasing it for months. Yeah. So maybe it's finally, finally the time. I mean, they finally showed up on Raw. Do you think if it does happen that Finn keeps the NXT title? Do you think he goes back and forth? Or you I think, think he'll be back means... and forth. Because remember, NXT tape, the TV tapings are so far ahead. So it, he'll just have to do house shows. All right. Well, I kind of thought it would have been cool if he if he just dropped it. But I don't know. When, he's got to be close to the record. Yeah, I think it was, he had a week left. A week left? I think it was some, I saw it this morning. It's like a week or two left. All right. So soon enough, Finn Balor will be on the main roster, I think. Yeah. If he's that close. We got Charlotte versus Natty. I thought it was a good match. They've had better matches, obviously, yeah. together. Yeah, it was a good match. Great match. I think Natty deserves to be getting put in a spot where she's on TV again. Yeah, she's another one that's always been held back. Like we always, like we always said, we want Natty, too. Right. She had the match won, which I think was good for her character. It annoyed me a little bit that Charlotte just shrugged off the sharpshooter like nothing had happened. <laughs> I felt like she should have been selling it a little more uh-huh. afterwards. But for a split second, because I'm pretty sure Charlotte was tapping. Oh, we, no, we know she was tapping. The thing is, the, the, we thought the ref saw it because he clearly saw Charlotte tapping. When he called for the bell. She was still tapping. I looked like the, the Undertaker guy from WrestleMania 30 <laughs> because I thought Natty just won the women's championship. Uh-huh. And then I realized, oh, wait, Flair pulled him out of the ring. He disqualified her. But for a split second, I thought Natalia had won the women's championship. Which I did not expect to happen. I had a feeling she might have. Really? I thought I thought they might have put the bell on because this is the, the new thing is. So you we'll weren't you quite as surprised want. as I was. No, I wasn't that surprised okay. because when the match I was like, I think Natty might pull this one out. I wouldn't be shocked if she did. But the referee clearly saw um, Charlotte tapping. It's like, come on. He turned around and faced it as she yeah. was tapping on the mat. Yeah, and then and then rung the bell after he after he saw her tapping. It's like, come on. <laughs> My one disappointment is. This was the only thing that had to do with the women's division that happened on Raw oh, yeah. last night. Yeah. No Sasha Banks. No Becky Lynch. Now Becky Lynch kind of started a thing with Emma on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Was not mentioned. 
He didn't see any other women on the roster. Other, I mean, it was good that there was no Total Divas commercial match. Mm-hmm. But we've been talking, again, probably since we started doing this show, that the women need a non-title story. They need a secondary story. And in three hours of Raw, you have to find a way to, to add that in there. Did that Was that as glaring or stand out to you as it was to me? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fact. But they say on SmackDown, they start thinking with Becky Lynch, Emma, which I'm all about, no, no doubt. But at least they're filling three hours with good stuff. That's true. I mean, it's not like there was a bunch of crap on there. Yeah, it's not that, a bunch of stuff that you could say we didn't need because actually everything made sense, you know. Unlike, unlike, unlike prior time, yeah. we just like, that made no <laughs> sense. That was a waste of time. Why are you doing this? So you're saying I'm being a little nitpicky then by saying that? No, no, there. no. I, I, I agree. Okay. I agree they should have followed that up. But another, but one thing is they don't hype up main event anymore, but that's like where the women are getting a lot of their You time. hype up main event exactly. more than they do. Exactly. You've mentioned it the last three weeks. Exactly. Like <laughs> Paige and Emma. And one of these weeks I'm probably going to break yeah. down and watch it. Paige and Emma got 12 minutes <laughs> really? on main event. Yeah. Last week. And you don't even see Paige anymore. Yeah, because that's where she's been. Like even with um, the ten diva tag, that or that or that built got on main event, mm-hmm. but they don't, but they don't plug main event anymore because they don't really see it as a th- as an important thing. Anymore. Right, but they're doing some things that are potentially important on there, even though they're not treating. Yeah, it like yeah, and, and yeah, and for the women, they're getting the, they main event main event, and they're getting the t- they're getting the tie. So where is Sasha Banks? I don't know. There was the rumor that she was hurt. Because she took a picture in front of a sign at Herman Hospital or whatever it was. It turns out that was just a sponsor at the arena they were at that <laughs> night. So she was not, in fact, at the hospital, not injured. So not on SmackDown, not on Raw. She was on Raw last week for, what, four minutes? Mm-hmm. She had a minute and a half match and then a minute and a half in the ring before she walked out. She's, I don't even think it's arguable. She's one of your top probably 10 to 12 most marketable people on your roster. She's got a, as big of a fan base as just about anybody outside of probably the top three or four people. The crowd wants her. People watching at home do. How do you have her in such a big spot at WrestleMania? Everybody thought she was going to win the title. She loses it. How do you come out of WrestleMania and then she's just gone? I have no idea. It's exactly like it was before the Royal Rumble. She was gone for, what, a month? Yeah. And then she came back and people went nuts. She was on TV for most of the next two months, and now the last two shows hasn't been there. I don't know if this is that they're figuring we'll let her win the title at SummerSlam because she has that history built up in Brooklyn now from TakeOver. Maybe they'll say we'll let her win it in front of that crowd because that crowd will appreciate it more than any mm-hmm. anybody else. She'll probably appreciate winning it in front of that crowd more than anywhere else. It's closer to her hometown of Boston, so maybe people she knows from up there will be in attendance. Who knows? So I get if they want to cool her off as far as the women's championship until maybe next month or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think you just take her off TV completely. No, I, no, I don't. But the, the thing with this, but there's so many women you gotta. Like I said, you need that. You need those secondary storylines, and that's the thing. That's the problem with the women's division. You want to get them all on TV, but you gotta you gotta have some some from or do that makes sense. Right. I mean, I won't be, I won't be as upset about it if Raw continues to be good from you know from bell to bell. If it's good all the way through for three hours, we don't really have too much to complain about. 
the way Raw typically has been over most of the recent past is at least an hour and a half of it is throwaway that you didn't need anyway. Yeah. And stuff we all could have came up with a better idea for yeah. filling time. Yes. Yeah. But there's one thing about the Sasha thing. Mm-hmm. I think we'll enjoy the we'll enjoy her chasing that title more than anything we have in a long time. Me too. I do, think, do you mean the two of us specifically, or you mean overall? Well, me and you will enjoy it more than anybody else, <laughs> probably. But yeah. as fans, that chase for Sasha to get the title will be like when Daniel Bryan's chase for the title. Right. I think that'll, that'll be the level of, level of enjoyment that you get out of that. I, I agree. I'm looking very much forward to it. That's why I'm kind of disappointed that she just hasn't been on. But the last two points I kind of wanted to hit on from Raw... You know how I feel about Apollo Crews being on the main roster? Got crickets. No, no build up on they, the way to Raw. Well, they show no, they don't. They just they just show his highlight video before he, before he comes out. Yeah, like they they didn't do vignettes, nothing. And they and they still don't say anything about him other other than the fact that he's he's athletic. Yeah, that is all they talk about: speed and power, and whatever. They, there was some other two word description Michael Cole used, and it's it's not enough. They, so they always talk about. And your boy Vince Russo talks about it all the time, too, how like wrestling isn't enough. Mm-hmm. It's fine if you're a great wrestler, but there has to be something more. They've only allowed Apollo Crews to be a wrestler. There's nothing yeah. out. There's no other, no character there. There's yeah. nothing to, to sink your teeth into. He's just a guy. He's, he's fun to watch, but there's no investment in him. Yeah, he, he has aura about him. He has charisma in the ring. He's exciting, but what, what is he? He's just a guy who goes out and smiles. Yeah. That's really all there is. And I don't know if NXT failed him. I don't know if they just thought, well, this guy's already so polished in the ring. We'll just send him well, up. Another thing is, I think he's a Vince look guy. He is. So I think Vince is like, okay, I can I can do something with him. He's one of the guy. He's a he's a big. I'm not sure how tall he is, but he's a built guy. Vince likes those those big body with the guys. I mean, I don't know if he's even five ten. Yeah, he, but, he doesn't look he doesn't look very tall at all. But his body is his physique. I mean, the guy's huge. Yeah. There's not many guys built like he is. Yeah. So you're right. He's he's got a Vince look, but they didn't give him any. They haven't given him any, done him any favors so far. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. The crowd the first week was into him. Yeah. Because of who that crowd is. Yeah. And, and, and the and the fact that he had a call. If anybody got a call, right. he's gonna get a pop. Mm-hmm. First week, SmackDown. They throw that. They throw the added in audio, which I hate. Yeah, me too. And last night he got cricket. He got crickets. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. So the last point. Our favorite Baron Corbin. I think I said last week, I like how he looks better on the main roster than I did at NXT. I think that's a testament to how different the two shows are. But I think he's he's going to fit in on the main roster. I think we'll like him more on the main roster than we did on NXT. I like the vignette they did with him last night. Yeah. What, did he, what did he get? A vignette? Exactly. There you go. But the thing, like... He's another Vince type guy. He's a he's a tall guy. He's not he's not built as Apollo Crews or built in general, but he's a big guy. I don't think they'll mess. I don't think Vince will mess him up because he's a big guy. The bigger guys, there's not many big guys that have, that have been coming from NXT over the years. But I don't think they'll mess up. He'll mess up Baron Corbin. No, and the, the other size. Another thing I think he has going for him is as a heel, he's very vocal with the crowd, which I think will play to the bigger crowds you'll get on WWE shows. I think he's going to legitimately get a lot of heat from crowds that a lot of guys may not. 
there's a lot of heels that they almost try to get pops, whereas he's going to try to make you hate him, which I think is going to make him a good addition to the main roster. So he did get a vignette. Did you like the vignette they did for him? Yeah, explain who he was. Exactly, which they have not done with Apollo Crews. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. they have his height list at Apollo Crews at six feet, six feet one. Six one, really? Six one. I, I just checked a picture of uh, him ber- uh, next to Triple H, who's listed at six four. He uh, looks to be about right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and have him listed as two forty. He's a big, big dude. Interesting. I don't know why he looks so he's short to me. Yeah, he, yeah, he he's, look, got the, he's got no, the look because he looks me. maybe me or Ron's height. <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, it's yeah. tough to because I'm like around five ten. Me too. Ryan Archidiakono, foot 6'3". <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our local Villanova Wildcats. <laughs> National champions. JBL said he picked him in November. Ronnie Delly out there. Oh, yeah. he does. Ronnie Delly did love it. Mainline. Maybe one day we'll say the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Ronnie Mainline, yeah. <laughs> JBL will pick that. He even said, I don't know if you noticed, he said he picked a perfect bracket. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I, I'm actually starting to, to, to come around on JBL a little bit recently. I, I, JBL was hot when he first came on. <laughs> After that, it was. I don't know. They're just like little things he does here and there that just crack me up. Like I said, when he's like overly serious. <laughs> I think so. I think Dean Ambrose said something to Brock Lesnar, and he said, nobody talks like that. <laughs> like, just so upset. I, I love that JBL. So that was raw. I don't. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, I did too. I didn't fall asleep. So, uh, we we gave a star rating to WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver Dallas last week. If you had to give a star rating for Raw last night, what would you give it? Um, I'll give it a four. Call my attention. Yeah, me too. I'd give it a four as well. I thought it was really good. There, there was a Raw that you said would be the best Raw of the year. It was the Raw before they came here, so I guess... The middle of March. I don't remember where they were. They might have been in Pittsburgh. You said that would probably be the Raw of the year. Do you think this Raw competed with? Oh yeah. Do you think that was? Do you think that was the Raw of the year so far? This one, possibly yeah, because they've got the the last two week Raws. They've been great in my opinion. They kept you excited. And the thing I liked about this Raw was they made you want to watch. Like the tag, the more contender tournament. I. Tournaments are always intriguing because you because like they're not always clear who's gonna win, but you want to see who's gonna win and who's in and who's facing who in the ma- in the matchups. Right. You put in, you put in AJ Styles with Sami Zayn. They, and you, you have number one contenders matches, title and then title matches. That's stuff people want to see because titles can change hands on TV. If it's not the world title, they usually change. They they they, they can't change hands on TV. And then you you see two your two of the indie darlings going at it. Come on. So real quick, yes or no. Is this the most encouraged you've been by the WWE product in a while? Yeah. Same here. I'd, I'd give it a four-star. I don't know if I said this already. I might have. I'll give, I'd give it a four-star rating as well. I thought it was a great show. Great matches. The promos were... There was nothing more than what you needed from the promos. It wasn't overly talking. You kind of just got what you needed from everybody, what needed to be said, and got out of there and got back to action. My only complaint, like I said, was there was no Sasha Banks, there was no secondary women's story, but I guess it can't happen every week, and if they're building SmackDown as you're supposed to watch that and Raw every week, I guess there's something you leave for SmackDown as well. It'll be a main event. You're you're right. (laughs) (laughs) The, the The biggest proponent of main event in how many years? I'm fine. NXT. Not a lot happened this week. No. 
We got the Elias Sampson Apollo Cruz match. I thought the one we saw here was better. Yeah. I didn't think they did anything all that special. I also feel like Apollo Cruz may need to to do away with that uh the toss up power bomb. I feel like he struggles to do it. Uh, some I know last night he did on Raw. He, he struggled he struggled to do it. But I felt like he struggled with Elias too. He dropped Elias kinda on his shoulder. I, I was more of a fan of um the moonsault. Me too. But Triple H, but I don't know if you saw on breaking, yeah. breaking ground. Mm-hmm. Triple H wanted to show off his body and his, and his strength and do something to show off his strength. So. I think they need to figure out something else because it, it looks, the last two times he did it, I just felt like he struggled too much to hit it. And if it, if your finisher just looks weird or bad, you just, it's, it's just a bad way to go, especially for a guy who has no character. Yeah. <laughs> he at least needs a good finisher. <laughs> So I was a little disappointed with that match. I see now why it was not on TakeOver Dallas. (laughs) Probably my biggest takeaway from NXT, and I know you say you didn't watch the whole show, you just watched that match. We talked about this last week, the expressions on Jordan and Gable's faces when they were awarded the tag team titles. Something about Jason Jordan, I mean, that massive, massive guy with like, so happy that he has like the frown on his face because he can't not cry. Mm-hmm. That is what wrestling is all it is. about. It doesn't happen often, but that's what it's about. They showed the kind of highlights of the match. Yeah, I, I know I said that last week, but I don't know if I emphasized it as much as I wanted to. They showed the highlights, and I saw their reactions again, and I got like a little bit choked up, like just so happy for these two guys because they told the story really well. That they neither one of them had ever really achieved the ultimate goal. They finally did, and then they showed them being interviewed backstage. And Jordan was still crying. Chad Gable, you could tell he had been. I don't think he still was. And everything they asked Jordan, he was getting choked up when he would talk. And finally, Gable said something he said about Jordan. He said, a lot of people don't know how much this guy's been through. They don't realize how long he's been here. What a climb it's been for him. And he said, I couldn't be more happy. Especially Jason Jordan. Yes, that I'm a part of of him achieving this. And he started crying even more. And I was just like, this really? like, We don't get enough of that emotion from this business anymore like we should. Like you said, how much we'll enjoy Sasha's chase for the title. You know she's going to be crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, not enough, there's not enough time <laughs> on the pay-per-view for her to cry. I think that that was my biggest takeaway, was seeing it a second time, it affected me just as much as the first time. And then seeing them afterwards, how emotional they still were, how happy and excited they still were. And then that like that's what NXT is. Yeah. Like, all the stuff that guys like us will complain about with Raw, they kind of make it up to us by giving us NXT. Yeah. We're, we're almost never disappointed by NXT. Yeah, but the thing about NXT is a lot of, a lot of these guys... This is their first time actually having like big name, big big company gold around their right. waist. A lot of these other indie guys, they've been Ring of Honor world champion or TNA mm-hmm. world champion. This is the this is the first time for a lot of these guys, their first time holding uh, holding a real major championship that the company is behind you. We all know it's a work, but the emotion in the, is real in this no, situation. Yeah, you're the, yeah, the time you put in, the effort you put in, the the physical toll and mental toll it takes on you is very real. I, it's like people. We've had this discussion before about. I like to always tell people when they tell me, "Oh, you know, wrestling's fake, right?" 
Like, oh, yeah, well, you liked John Wick, didn't you? Do you think, you don't really think that uh, Keanu Reeves really beat up all those guys, right? Yeah. Because he didn't. Yes. Or, and I tell them, what are movies? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not, not to mention, how many takes does Keanu Reeves get? Exactly. Or he has a stunt double doing a lot of it. These guys are out there in front of a live crowd with cameras on them with one chance to do it, putting their actual body on the line every time. And then they're doing it in cities all over the country every and the world night. every night. You know, probably at least 280, 300 nights a year. So to me, yeah, you can say wrestling's fake, but it's a lot less fake than a lot of the stuff most people enjoy. Exactly. So that that's all I have to say about that. And I knew you agreed with that yeah. point. Last thing from NXT I took away, and it's a very small point, is I don't know if you saw Finn Balor's interview after his match. No. And he was not celebrating. He was like kind of in a ball backstage. And all he said was, you know, I think he said something along the lines of, I don't feel like I won tonight. I just feel like I survived Samoa Joe. He's a monster that just keeps coming and coming and coming after you. And that, to me, that puts Samoa Joe over huge. Yeah. One with the blood all over with, looked mm. awesome. But he did that too at, at London. Yeah. Yeah, he, just saying, I survived. This yeah. was the biggest test I ever had. So I think it keeps Joe from, from looking like a loser for mm. losing that match. And it makes just shows Finn the demon being able to overcome that. So that that I think that's it as far as the product this week. Yeah, wasn't a whole lot else. We have any any listener questions? Oh, I, I had a question for you. Yeah, better sharpshooter. <laughs> better sharpshooter. Okay, The Rock or Charlotte? Oh, <laughs> I'll go Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> All right, we got a. Qu- all right. Our our first question is from the babyface Ronald Lloyd. Okay. All right. We have already had women's Iron Man matches in NXT. What are your thoughts of a women's cage slash Hell in a Cell match? So this is something I've thought about a lot recently, like I would say over the last six months, because I do think the women are getting to a point where they deserve that kind of stuff. Like Sasha and Bailey deserved that Iron Man match. My one concern is, and this is a concern I mentioned for the WrestleMania match, I was worried that they were going to be so amped up and trying to impress everyone so much that I was worried somebody would end up getting hurt. Because Sasha, you know, almost killed... Sasha and Bailey both almost killed themselves in Brooklyn. Uh, Sasha almost paralyzed herself (laughs) in the Iron Man match and at WrestleMania. I worry that... They may be trying so hard to prove to everyone how good... Even though I feel like they don't really have to prove it anymore, they're going to still be trying to prove it so much that they may take a risk they don't need to take. But that's kind of a responsibility that they I feel like they've earned. So I don't know if I'm ready to see them in Hell in a Cell, but I wouldn't mind seeing a, a steel cage match. Well, um, I agree with you. What you said, I think they know they're women still. They're, they're now known as superstars as well, but they want to outstage the men. The people still know that they're women. But there's only been one cage match, women's cage match in WWE history. I was mm-hmm. leading Victoria on an episode of Raw in Vegas one time. They, they had the um, the wheel thing. Oh, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, but they do this in TNA. TNA they have cage matches with the women all the time. 
I don't think WWE so is so into having women in in that kind of environment because they're a poetry traded company. And they don't want to have women locked up in a cage right. fighting each other. So that's my take on it. But other kind of hardcore matches, maybe maybe a ladder match. I think Paige and Charlotte at TLC was originally supposed to be a TLC match. I believe. Really? Yeah, I believe it was supposed to be a TLC match or a tables match, one or the other. That I'll be okay with, but I don't think you ever see him in a cage. Uh, that's actually a good point that I never. I think the way I was looking at it was it's going to get to a point where people will start saying you're discriminating against the women by not letting them have these match stipulations. Only the men seem to be allowed to have them, but that is a good point of having a bunch of like women locked up in a cage. I take that point. I don't. I don't know if they ever will have a steel cage match or not, but I do think that they've earned the right to have some some match stipulations to to kind of raise the the bar a little bit. Yeah, and that and that's really a real steel cage. So, yeah. So the, the women are smaller than the men, so having them th- getting thrown around. It's not like TNA because TNA don't always use actually use the cage for an advantage because TNA does they do a they do a pay per view where it's a steel cage matches throughout the whole night, so I'm not sure if they'll be okay with having the women throw themselves into the cage because you know what Sasha and Charlotte getting on Becky they're gonna want to use the use the cage to their advantage yeah so I'm not sure if they'll be okay with that uh, I'm not sure either was there another one or was that it yeah having a, oh he had another part too to his question okay. Which cereal has better ingredients, Cheerios <laughs> or Bootios? Uh, Bootios. I, I don't know if anybody has read the ingredients on the side of the Bootios box. Can I see that? Yeah. I'll, I'll read a few out. I almost did before the show. <laughs> I, really was. I was curious. G- yeah, just in case anyone is not aware of what the ingredients to Bootios are. And I'm familiar with Cheerios. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We can go head to head here. So it's got zero calories. Even if you add a half that's, cup of unicorn milk, that's gonna be tough to beat. Still it? zero calories, no total fat, no saturated fat, 100% booty, 100% dietary fiber. Let's see. I'm not gonna read all of them. Negativity zero oh, percent. Wow, wow, that's a good song. Unicorn horns 100 percent. Magic 100 percent. My personal favorite, tricep meat 100 <laughs> percent. Trombones 100 percent. Friendship, 100, 100%. Power of positivity, 110%. Sweetness, 100%. Rainbows, 100%. How do you... They're Cheerios, I'm sorry. Well, is there any iron in there? Because <laughs> Cheerios has 45% of your daily requirement of iron. It in is, one serving, in one serving. It is lacking in the iron. No iron. So but everywhere to, else. Yeah, everywhere else. A lot of great stuff. I like the positivity stuff. No <laughs> iron or not, they guarantee I'm not booty. <laughs> it's a lot of fibers. 100% of So, booty else it is. <laughs> great question, Mr. Ronald Lloyd. We have a question Thank from you. Ronald Billy What's-His-Name Lloyd. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the Billy What's-His-Name thing. Oh the God. Lex Luger, Ron Killings promo from Super Brawl Saturday. Oh this is bizarro, Ronald Lloyd. Yes. Okay. Ronaldo Lloyd. We all know my brother loves The Miz. <laughs> However, I believe both of these belts are wasted right now. Pick any two. Who are, who are your Intercontinental and U.S. Champions and Fantasy Book a match at the next pay-per-view? So who would you pick right now as your Intercontinental and U.S. Champion? Um, Kevin Owens would be my Intercontinental Champion. And same thing would be my U.S. Champion. And what match would you book for each at the next pay-per-view for those titles? I would have Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental title. 
And for the U.S. title, I would have Sami Zayn against Dolph Ziggler. Hmm, I like that. So for me, and I hate to just agree, but he's the best Intercontinental Champion I've had in a while, <laughs> so it would have to also be Kevin Owens. <coughs> My U.S. Champion, I think maybe that would be the one I'd put on Cesaro. Oh, I forgot. You know, I forgot about Cesaro already. Not that I don't want to see him with the Intercontinental Championship, because I would love that, but... Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn would be my matchup for payback for the Intercontinental Championship. And for the U.S. title, I would go Cesaro. That's tough. I don't know who I'd have Cesaro go against, especially because he doesn't have a ton of history with anyone right now. Sami Zayn does. He does, but I already used him oh, yeah. up. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to change my match Sami Zayn Cesaro. You know what? Maybe then I'll just say The Miz, just because it'll be a win and he'd retain the title. <laughs> Now, I have one more question. Okay. This one from a good friend of the show. First time he's officially asking a question. Joe Lafferty. Wow, Joe Lafferty. <laughs> Job laugh. He says, it's true. Roman was not awful last night. Huh? When... <laughs> I know. When does Hunter come back and steal the spotlight again? <laughs> and Stephanie. It's Joe Lafferty from Delco, PA. Delco, PA. Wow, yes. <laughs> the heart of Delco. <laughs> well, I'm 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 100 fine with Stephanie coming back and stealing spotlight. <laughs> How long do you think it'll be? Um. Whenever Vince, whenever Vince comes back and talks about how good of a job Shane's done, but I don't think we see Triple H for a while. Like I said, I don't think we see Triple H until we get closer to SummerSlam, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long this is. I could be totally wrong. I mean, this could be proven wrong next week for all I know. Mm-hmm. But I also I don't think Hunter's going to steal the spotlight. No. He, he I think his days as a champion or a contender for the championship are over. I think this was something he felt he could do to get Roman Reigns in a good position to be the champion. I don't think he feels like there's anything else he needs he needs to do as far as... I'm not saying he'll never be in the ring again, but I don't think he's going to be trying to make it to put himself at the top anymore. But I don't think he always get, steals the spotlight. It's just the fact that when he comes back, it's a, when he's in a feud with somebody, it's about those two people. So Triple H on the mic, he's great. We all know that. But it's up to the other person he's involved with to also have the spotlight shine on themselves as well. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the only problem with when it comes to Triple H. People say Triple H steals the mic, steals the spotlight from people. He doesn't put people over. He does. He knows how to, how to do these things. It's just, fact, it's just the other person's job to make sure they get themselves over in the feud. Right. I do agree with you, though. We'll see Stephanie before we see yeah. Triple H. Was there anything else? or Yeah, um, or no? yeah I'm going to let you take this one because okay. I don't want to mess this up. I mean, I'm... Thank you, Joe Lafferty. <laughs> yeah, dress, thank you, Joe. Best dress, <laughs> Cardinal Hire, All right, I'm, I'm sure I'll probably mess this up, too, so I apologize if I do. We have a question here from, from Fize here. Thank you, Fies. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. the question. Thank you, sir. He says he would love to see Cena versus Brock in an I Quit match. He asks, what, what, do we, what do we think? Do we think the WWE should consider Cena's streak of wins in I Quit matches? Because he's a guy, His part of his slogan is never give up. He will not quit. So he has a streak in I Quit matches. Should the WWE give him a regular I Quit match? in main events of pay-per-views 
so he can build an I quit match streak similar to the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Now, I, I'll answer this first. I don't think it should be done regularly where it is on, you know, multiple pay-per-views in a row. But I wouldn't I don't think it's a bad idea, maybe at like an extreme rules or something like that. He has a staple I quit match, and then that could be the next big thing to see who's the guy that eventually makes Cena quit. So I don't think they should be doing it a ton, but I think it's something they could probably do as like a yearly event. Yeah, well, yeah, they usually do. He usually has the almost I quit match every year, or maybe every two years. But I agree because they always make make they always make the big deal. Cena never quits. So I so whenever who do you think would actually have John Cena say I quit? It would I think for him and assuming he has control over it. I think it would have to be someone that he... Because he always says he doesn't want to do the heel turn until he knows there's somebody to fill his spot. Which I kind of respect. Um, but I think it would have to be the person that he thinks is the next big, huge star that they have. I think that's the only guy he would take that to. Now, I, it could be Roman Reigns. I think he believes in Roman Reigns. I think he said recently... He hasn't quite gotten there yet, but he says he will. He has what it takes to be that guy. So that's your lo- so is that your logical answer? Roman that's Reigns? who I would say would be Roman Reigns would be the guy he would he would quit to. How about you? I think it would be Finn Balor. Hmm. Wow. That would be crazy. Because Finn, whenever he comes, Demon Finn. Demon Finn. Yes. <laughs> whenever whenever he comes, he's not. They're not going to mess him up. Because he he has all the tools already, he, he had all the tools prior to coming coming to NXT, but but that demon gimmick, it it some it bring, it brings something out in him and his his mannerisms in the demon gimmick are different. He goes to a whole he says he goes to different to, to a whole different place when he's a demon, and I just think that he'll take it to Cena more than anybody else, and Cena will be. Finn Balor and Cena are kind of close in age, actually. I know Finn's 35, I think Cena's 38. So, Finn... So you think he, he may feel that Finn needs that boost? Yeah. And because I, it's not like he has 10 years ahead Yeah, of him. and Finn, he can be the face. Because he's the face of NXT. He's a nice look, He's a good-looking good looking guy. Right. And he's, mar- he's going to be marketable. So I think he could possibly be the face of the company. And when Cena's starting to fade out, and huge followings in Europe and Asia yeah, exa- as well. Exactly, and that's where they that's where they like. And he's already probably if they if he's already, his merchandise is out is off the charts. So I think Finn Balor could possibly be the one. And you see a lot of kids. Yeah, kid, kid, the kids. Stuff. Yeah, they love Finn. Everybody <laughs> loves Finn. So if that's the, that's the only, that's the main logical answer I can think of is Finn Balor. So for that answer, I think I got to give you one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. That was all of our listener questions. Thank you to everybody who asked one. We appreciate it. Anybody who listened or watched last week, this week, thank you. You can listen to us on Podbean or iTunes. You can watch our show on YouTube. We'll be available typically every Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon for the video. So thank you again. Oh, and we one, will, one more thing. Oh, go ahead. You, you guys will be at House of Hardcore. Oh, that's right. April 16th, House of Hardcore 13, I believe, at the old ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Myself, Ek2Fly, Mike Day, Biggie Dan Johnson 
I'm not sure if there was anybody else who was going. I know you're not. No, I'll be at work. Joe Lafferty going. He's not going. John Lafferty. Not going. <laughs> Stephen Lafferty. Not going. <laughs> as far as I know. Right. The adorable Ronald no Lloyd. Lafferty the adorable Lafferty. Ronald Lloyd is, is not going. How about Mr. The, the Mr. Face Lloyd? Is he going to be there? No. No, okay. So we're I'm just going through my, my questions here. I apologize. So we will be meeting at there's a signing, an icon signing before the event. We'll be meeting Shawn Michaels, I believe Kurt Angle. I forget who all else is gonna be there. I think a lot of people. It's a lot of people. I don't think RBD's there too. Rob Van Dam is there. So it should be we should hopefully have some interesting stories for you next week. But again, Wednesday, check us out on Podbean and iTunes, Wednesday afternoon, YouTube. We're actually starting to post some videos directly on the Facebook page, so you can watch and like those as well. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Podbean, and we will see you next week. Oh, wait. On behalf of Ronald Lloyd, I'm Ron Pashery. Two-man show this week. What do you want to call us again? Two-man power trip. <laughs> we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.